What's up, guys? It is Olin back with another fight card recap slash episode of MMA Anomaly. Um, thank you guys for tuning in again. Appreciate you watching. Uh, this episode is about UFC 272. In my opinion, it was a fantastic fight card from top to bottom. I actually think that the fights on the early prelims and the prelims delivered super huge. Um, a lot of those fights were finishes. There were a lot of submissions. There were a few, uh, you know, like actual TKOs as well. Um, one of the biggest TKOs I want to shout out on the prelims was Jalen Turner going against uh, Jamie Malarkey. And man, Turner's boxing just proved to be way too much for Malarkey. He was so slick getting in and out of the pocket, landing quick combinations and keeping everything just really precise and on the lines and making sure that he was keeping himself out of danger, right? As, and out of harm's reach as well. Uh, he utilized every inch of reach that he had in that fight. And honestly, I, I think that he just grew his stock substantially across that performance. Uh, and then obviously across the main card, uh, just you know, starting at the bottom, we had uh, Sergey Spivak going against Greg Hardy. Uh, I know most people, myself included, I got to admit, when they watch Greg Hardy fight, we're tuning in in hopes of watching him lose, right? Watching somebody like Sergey Spivak go in there and do what he did in the first round was absolutely beautiful. I think he was probably like 30 or 40 pounds under what Greg Hardy was on the night. And you wouldn't have noticed in the way that he was delivering damage and just controlling every situation. He did a nice hip toss with him. And I, I don't know, I don't think Greg Hardy went out when he was actually ground and pounding him. They ruled it a TKO. But when he was landing those shots on him, he was obviously doing a ton of damage. He, he must have concussed him because when the medical guys came in there, I don't know if I'm sure a lot of you guys noticed, Greg Hardy literally like jolted and reacted and almost like kind of like came at one of the guys sideways like he didn't know what was going on. So I think Greg Hardy got uh, hit pretty hard. That was also the last fight on Greg Hardy's contract. So not 100% sure what's going to happen next for him. Um, maybe the UFC gives him another shot. Maybe they sign him to like a one or a two fight deal and see if he can pull off some more wins. I know this was his uh, third loss in a row, I believe. And I mean, he hasn't improved. He can knock people out that stand in front of him. But if you're giving him, you know, top 10, top 15 opponents, there's just not a lot of room for him to, to succeed. These guys have good footwork or great grappling, or they're just as strong and durable as he is. So the things that he brings to the table are highly negated in those situations against those top 10 or 15 uh, opponents. So maybe he gets re-signed to the UFC. I personally doubt it. Uh, I think maybe he ends up going to Bare Knuckle FC, BKFC, and you know joins that kind of a spectacle, or maybe even Triller. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see what happens next for him there. And then, of course, we had Kevin Holland going up against uh, Cowboy Oliveira, uh, the Brazilian Cowboy, as some like to call him. So basically, it was looking really bad for Kevin in the first round. He ended up getting taken down, I believe, twice and almost got choked out. Not really any danger, though, because it was so late in the round. I think there was only eight or ten seconds left whenever uh, Oliveira actually sunk in the choke. And Kevin instantly was like, hey. So fantastic. Uh, maybe I'll throw a picture of it up in here. That way you guys can see it. Uh, my buddy Arthur actually made a pretty funny meme with it. Shout out to him. And yeah, honestly, Kevin Holland just proved to be very durable in the first round after his coaches came at him exactly how they should have, came out in the second round, did exactly what he needed to do, 
and got the second round TKO. Uh, very impressive performance for Kevin Holland. And I really hope he stays at this weight class. I think it's the right weight class for him. I've actually called that in one of my previous videos. Uh, definitely check that one out if you haven't already. And yeah, I honestly just think Kevin Holland has so much potential to be a star in this sport and, and in the UFC specifically, especially if he stays at 170 at the right weight class. Um, moving into the next fight, we had Bryce Mitchell, the camo kid, Thug Nasty himself. He went up against a legend in Edson Barboza. And something that he said he wanted to do was cook him to the bone. And, you know, if he cooks him long enough, then that meat's going to fall right off, right off the bone. So he did exactly what he wanted to do. He cooked him to the bone. He cooked him until the meat fell off the bone. Uh, just wrestled, 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 dealt damage with him. I, I thought Edson had a beautiful game plan going into the first round. He was coming in, landing sharp leg kicks, just snapping those leg kicks in. And you could actually see in the videos that take place after the fight... Bryce is limping pretty bad. So those leg kicks were already adding up, and he only landed a handful of them. So um, if he was able to negate the takedowns a little bit more and continue on with the leg kick game plan, I think he would have been able to take Bryce out of there. But again, Bryce was able to uh, prove to be too much. His wrestling game was able to just... He was too strong. His wrestling proved to be too much. And his, press, his pressure proved to be too much. Um so, yeah, I think Bryce Mitchell, again, his stock goes way up. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all of his politics, but I do really enjoy watching that kid fight. He is a lot of fun to watch inside the octagon. Um, the next fight after that, you had Rafael Dos Anjos fighting on short notice, Hinato Moicano. Um, Hinato Moicano, of course, filled in for Rafael Faziev, or Faziev, or Faziev. They said his name like four different ways on the broadcast. So now I'm confused. I thought it was Rafael Faziv, uh, but I don't know. Maybe you can tell me how to say it. Anyways, he fell out um, after the fight had gotten rescheduled. Originally, the fight was supposed to take place in February as a main event, five-round fight. Since it got pushed forward onto a different fight card as the co-main event, um, Rafael and Rafael ended up deciding to keep the five-round clause. So they were supposed to meet at five rounds as the co-main event. Now, since Faziev fell out uh, and Hinato Moicano stepped up on short notice, he opted to take on the, the challenge of fighting RDA at five rounds, which is never a good idea for most people. Um, RDA is one of those guys that just gets stronger throughout the fight as the fight progresses, and that proved to be the case. Uh, there were numerous times where that fight could have and should have been stopped probably, and it got to a point to where RDA was actually seemingly throwing smaller shots, pulling his punches, and just kind of trying to point fight. He actually got tagged quite a few times there in the last minute, minute and a half, because he was pumping the brakes and taking it easy on his opponent. Um, but that's part of the job, you know? Um, you have to be okay with hurting people, and you have to understand that it's only business. You'll buy him a shot after the fight. Um, incredible performance by RDA, that being said. And I tip my hat to him. Just fantastic job. I would love to see him fight Islam Makachev. I think that'd be a fantastic fight. But I do also think that Islam has earned his title shot. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and then moving into the main event slash fight of the night winner, we had Colby Chaos Covington facing off against his frenemy or uh, friend turned enemy, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Uh, or as his friends apparently call him, Georgie. 
So that fight went pretty much exactly as I thought it would go. Uh, Colby Covington's pressure both on the feet and in the wrestling department proved to be way too much. And they broke Jorge down across the fight. Um, Jorge never really seemed to be in the fight. Uh, my fiance actually said the same exact thing. She said that Jorge never really seemed to be able to get started and he just didn't seem to be in the fight to win it. Uh, it didn't really seem like he was trying as hard as he did in his past fights. Like he wasn't going out for blood the way that he was when he was fighting against Usman. And I do agree with her. Uh, that does also go uh, to say something about Colby Covington's wrestling and pressure and stand-up. There was a point in that fight where I think it was like the, in the later rounds where Colby landed, gosh, like a, a five or like seven piece combo on Jorge. And Jorge was like smiling in the corner, you know, like, <laughs> but anybody who's ever sparred and been tagged by a really good shot, that's what you do. You smile and you pretend it doesn't hurt. And you're almost like, you're telling your opponent like, yeah, <laughs> whatever, you hit like a pussy. But really you're trying to tell yourself like, hey, you got to stay up. You got to make sure this guy doesn't know that you're hurt or else he's going to keep pressuring you and peppering it on. Uh, so yeah, that, that fight ended up winning fight of the night. I don't think it should have won fight of the night. I think maybe performance of the night for Colby Covington for sure. But fight of the night is a very competitive fight where you don't really know who's going to win, but you're invested into it. You're on the edge of your seat and you're just watching a, a beautiful war. And that simply wasn't that. I think Colby Covington put on a really great clinic. I think he put on a great performance. Does that earn him another title shot against Usman? I don't think the world really wants to see that right away. I'd like to see him get another win or two before that happens. Um, what I do think is he deserved the performance of the night bonus. And I think that the fight of the night bonus should have actually went to uh, Marina Rodriguez against Yan Xiaonan. I think that those ladies put on a fantastic performance. They both put their heart and emotion and just will on the line for all of us fans to watch. And I thought it was a very, very close fight. It was one of those that when it comes down to the judge's decision, I wouldn't have been upset hearing either woman's name be, be read. Um, that being said, I think that both of those women should have gotten an extra 50K last night for their performance and for what they went out there and did. So let me know what you think in the comments below. Let me know what your favorite fight was. And uh, what do you think is next for these guys? I personally think that... Again, I don't think Kobe deserves uh, an instant title shot after that, but I do think he deserves a top three opponent or a top five opponent. I don't think he should fight Dustin Poirier. I think Poirier should stay to, at 155, where if he's going to go up to 170, make it a big-time money fight and fight like a Nate Diaz. Nate should actually sign the contract, right? Um, and then as far as Georgie or Jorge or Gamebred Masvidal, I feel like he should really fight Conor McGregor. They're both coming off a handful of losses. They're both huge draws that put butts in seats and sell tickets. And I think it'd be very, very easy to negotiate for both guys at this point in their careers. Give it to them at 155. Give it to them at 170. Whichever one they both want, give it to them. I think both guys will take that fight. Both have a lot to gain in winning that fight as far as putting their, their name back on that, that map and back on the fast track to getting even bigger money fights and getting back into title contention right away. Uh, so again, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. And let me know in the, the comments below what you think of the video. Again, who was your favorite fight? Who do you think deserved performance of the night bonus? Who do you think deserved fight of the night bonus? And who do you think is the most exciting 
up-and-coming fighter in the UFC today? Let me know below. Thanks again, and uh, enjoy the hostilities, guys.